Welcome to Elder Law Issues. This is Robert Fleming, partner in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm talking with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, my partner, one of my partners. I wanted to talk about passwords, Elizabeth. Um, I, I know that you keep all of your passwords on stickies attached to the perimeter of your of your computer monitor. That is what you're doing, right? Oh, Robert. Passwords, my goodness. Well, I was looking at the number of passwords and websites that, that I have recently, actually, with my husband, Doug, and we had over 70 different websites and online passwords that we were keeping notes on. Well, believe it or not, we decided that we wanted to try the system that you've used for a couple of years with LastPass. And that's a pretty terrific online kind of password keeping software. So we've been migrating to do that. And, you know, Robert, I have news for you. If I'm gone, wherever that may be, and nobody has heard from me in three months, LastPass is actually going to send you an email and ask if I'm all right. Because I've listed you as my LastPass contact. So that means, Robert, you're going to be able to get all my logon information for Offit, Saks accounts, um, and even my own bank account if Doug is not available to handle that transaction. What I've realized is, as many of our clients know, passwords are hard to keep track of. And I've decided that I want to make sure that because you're my partner and because there are certain things you need access to, you're on the list of people who will have access to those passwords. You know, when I, when I had to give a password and login information to order a delivered sandwich the other day, I thought, oh, this has really gotten out of control. Is there a real industry of people who break into accounts to order sandwiches in the names of other people? Um, there are just so many passwords. You're right. 70 strikes me as a modest number, and, and I bet you will, uh, as you begin to make the migration to LastPass, you'll rec realize there are even more. What does this have to do with elder law, though? This is a fascinating problem for you and me with our abundance of websites and passwords. What about our clients? Well, I think the reality is, as many clients come into us, Robert, to talk about succession planning in their lives, who's going to help write checks or transfer money if the person starts to lose capacity, if they need help paying their bills, if there's an issue getting a utility bill paid on time or making a correction to something like your cable bill, somebody's financial agent under that power of attorney is going to need to be the person who helps work that out. So this actually comes up in discussions when we talk about how to make sure that the person you've listed or people you've listed as successor trustees or as agents under a financial power of attorney or even a healthcare power of attorney have access to information on file, maybe in your United Healthcare account, maybe with the Tucson Electric Power account that you have. So it does come up, and many people that I work with end up having handwritten lists of passwords and online accounts that they keep with their estate plans. That's okay to do, and I understand why people do that. But the reality is, is that you're probably reminded on a quarterly basis that you need to update a password. And it can be really hard to keep track of those lists. I don't know if you've had similar experience, but that's how it comes up for me in my practice here at Fleming and Curdy. Most of the password management programs, and by the way, we both do use LastPass, but that's not the only choice. There are a half dozen password managers out there. And, and uh, LastPass is the one we've settled on, but 
That doesn't mean it's the be all and end all or the absolute best. Uh, but most of those, uh, those programs uh, will suggest passwords for you and they'll suggest passwords that are very hard to crack. Lots of capitalization and numbers and symbols. Also very hard to remember and so you really uh, you're wedded to the LastPass kind of approach to keep track of your passwords. They'll also go through your computer and look for all of the passwords that you didn't know are stored on your computer and, uh, and, and pull them in and then ask you if you'd like to delete them from the, from the browser history and, and the records on your computer. A lot of our clients keep a list of their passwords in a, a Word file on their computer um, I don't know if I think that's a step above or below the series of sticky notes. Um, I, you know, your, your computer itself is not very secure, so uh, it'd be pretty easy for people to find it. And one of the things, though, that, that I'm really struck by in recent months is how often this issue of online banking and online password management uh, masks the need for guardianship, conservatorship, successor, trustees, and the like. Again and again, we see stories where somebody has been really failing for three months, six months, maybe a year, and nobody wants to do anything because there's no crisis because they've set up auto payments for all of their all of their bills. The person, the kind of person I'm thinking about, typically only has three or four bills a month and they're being taken care of by the, uh, the automatic systems. Well, that, that helps avoid the need for guardianship, conservatorship, successor, trustee, but it also means when the, the, the situation changes, it's very hard to get in and stop the automatic payments uh, or undo the things that people have done unless they've kept good records of their passwords. I, I really appreciate you. Having a, uh, having a mechanism to let me know if you get lost in the wilds of New Zealand. Um, by the way, do you know the name for that, that, uh, that kind of a device? I do not, Robert. That's called a dead man's switch, <laughs> named after the thing on the locomotive, the train locomotive, that requires somebody to actually touch it periodically, or it assumes that you are no longer able to do things. Well, I think the thing, what I've realized with this LastPass, this kind of password keeping software is, I prefer to have my own passwords that I make up in my head and I try and vary them. But LastPass has been easy for me to work with because it will allow me to use the passwords that work for the website. So I, I don't have to have one of their crazy complicated passwords. In fact, I can update and change my password and just make sure that the LastPass account has the most current password. So it's allowed me to really maintain control and privacy of my passwords and have them listed somewhere that's secure. A lot of people may share accounts with their spouse um, or may, may share an account with um, a, a business, um, business partner. In those particular cases, LastPass is one of many different kinds of softwares you've mentioned, Robert, but it will actually allow you to have some shared access for your spouse or partner, which is one reason I really like this program. It means that I can get you certain passwords that my 
my spouse might not need and vice versa. So I would encourage people to go ahead and start Googling around, start reading online. There are some articles I'm aware of, I believe both the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal that have started looking at these different kinds of password keeping software. So it's important that you find one or consider one that might work for you. I'm just going to tell you that I don't recommend people trying to keep their list themselves. Even those people who have them on their computer, on the desktop, it can be incredibly stressful in an emergency and having a hard time logging into somebody's laptop can just compound the stress. So I'm going to urge people to consider one of these different softwares that will allow you to keep passwords. I understand that the world is not perfect and I understand that these software keeping kind of companies and password mechanisms, those may not always work, but I think that they're better than the handwritten list. And uh, one of the last little tidbits is watch out for using the watch out and don't use the same password multiple times. Why not? Because if somebody does get your basic password, then they, they have access to not just ordering sandwiches and pizza in your name, but also buying airplane tickets and whatever else you've, uh, you've used the same login and and uh, password information for this whole password problem is a huge problem for our clients uh, and uh, and there's not an easy answer the software does help well we hope that's uh, giving you a little food for thought a little sandwich or pizza delivery for thought uh, and um, and we'll come back in a week and talk to you some more about other issues we see in our elder law practice I'm Robert Fleming, and I'm talking to Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm, and, uh, and we like to help you with elder law issues. We'll try again next time.